Um, I feel like I roped you into this, Sarah. We all know know that I love all things dark and creepy and you are afraid of all things dark and creepy. It's true. I am terrified. Um, so yeah, this is going, this is going to be, um, this is going to mean that I'm not going to be able to sleep very well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I cannot wait. Do you have any personal stories you're sharing or not? Me? Yeah. I have like a funny, I have like a, um, (laughs) I know it's funny. is not what it is. Um, (laughs) I, I have a story, um, about Esme that, creeps me out like that spooks me it's not like a creepy ghost story or anything but um <laughs> but it's eerie but there's an eeriness to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um all right you guys you are listening to the mother days podcast i am one of your hosts Teresa palmer and i am sarah wright olson and you are going to be hearing a third voice one of my bffs forever Miss Susie Collins, um, <laughs> who's already with us in the green room waiting. Um, I am bringing her on today because she has had so many experiences which are of the supernatural kind. And um, one of the stories she told me a while ago, probably a couple of years ago, it haunts me in my dreams, even though I've, I didn't even see it. I created an image in my mind because of the way she described it. And that image, I know the image comes to me at nighttime. I just keep thinking, oh my God, the thing that Susie saw, but whatever. It's a fictionalized version of what this thing must look like, but it's um, creepy enough. So I said to Sarah, let's get Susie on. Do you know how much cash bag you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Shall we jump in? Yes, let's do it. Let's rope Susie Collins in, everyone. Whoop, whoop. Susie Poo's in the house. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome. Thanks for waiting for two hours to record this. She's yeah. just been on standby. Look, it's, like... it's a really great green room here, so um, <laughs> super happy. <laughs> we have a lot of good snacks in our green room, right? I, mean... I know, and the, the green M&Ms just really topped uh, it off in the delish. bowl. Beautiful. Green yeah. bag of Doritos, all the Yeah, everything else. green. Green soda. You know, you know what I love. <laughs> I know what you love. Um, Susie, is, it, she's a great one to have on because when I later talk about some of the eeriness at my house, Susie has house at her and her boyfriend house sit. He's the caretaker of my house. So they 
often house it for me. And her boyfriend, Nick, has seen some crazy shit in my house. So I he can't has. wait to dive into that. <laughs> um, but Susie has a story. You have a few stories. The creepy one that I know about is the one when you were a kid, but you also had some strange occurrences happen to you when you were living in Los Angeles in what year was it? When were you in LA? I reckon that was, oh gosh, when was that? Like 2014 or something? Ah, uh, yeah, 2014. I, I reckon it was in... around 2014. She was and I was living in, in Laurel Canyon. Yeah, spooky. That already uh, is spooky. Oh, Laurel, Laurel Canyon. Canyon is kind of creepy. Yeah, it, totally. It's got its own vibe going on already. It's a lot of old spirits there. A lot of old hip, hippie musicians, and, <laughs> um, right from uh, from that time period. Maybe I had a hippie musician just, um, you know, giving me a bit of a fright in the nighttime. There. Isn't, <laughs> well, isn't that where the Manson something. were murders were too? Charles yeah. Manson, um, isn't it? That Yellow was Laurel Drive. Canyon. It was yeah. near there. I went on the Isn't murder it? tour because I'm Teresa oh my God. and I do things like that. You went on um, a murder tour? Yes. And by the way, <laughs> I'm not talking 2007 when I first got to Hollywood. I am talking about four years ago. I went on a murder tour of LA with my friends, the Murderinos. We sat in this bus and we drove around Hollywood. We went to all the homes where true crime had happened. So we actually went to the Manson house. It's no longer there. They've knocked it down um but on Cielo Drive and we got out and we like walked up the street me and my two mum friends who also have a number of children and we're like this is so creepy this is where they came um but yes that does not surprise me Teresa Teresa made us go that does not sound like it you made us go on a tour in uh Wales that was divine that was the most Mum failed. I was doing the worst tour ever of I like people that Rob Bodie and they were talking about like people that have been beheaded. They're like, This is where no. oh, Saint Nick was tortured and beheaded. And like Bodie was like, I'm terrified and like thrown in a pot of boiling oil. And I was like, no. Oh my god. So I had to keep like I was I said to the guy, I was like, please, like Susie's like, this is terrible. Like poor Bodie. I was like, I need to run away with him whenever he talks about that. So I said to him, I was like, please, if you're going to say anything that is would at all be scary for kids, give me the heads up and I will peel off with him. You can do that say. and I'll come back. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. He's like, so when the knife penetrated the heart. And, when, and I was like, dude, you didn't give me the heads up. What are you doing? But, but Bodhi heard enough to be like, mom, that's terrible. Is that really how people died? I was like, I am so sorry. It did advertise that this was kid friendly, um, but I apologize profusely. Anyway, that was a good, good old mum fail in Estonia. Uh, far out. Oh my gosh, in Estonia. Was that Wales or it Estonia? Was, no, it was Estonia. It was, oh, it was in Estonia. the old town That's right. in Estonia. That's right. We yeah. went on the walking ghost tour. And I would actually, at the start, I told Susie, um, she came to do nannying with me on A Discovery of Witches. And we were hanging out, having so much fun, exercising, listening to true crime podcasts every single day. And then we would be in the trailer blasting like these murderous podcasts and the AD would like knock on the door and be like, hello, is everything okay? <laughs> um, we just need you on set now. I was like, wait, 
one second we're right at the crux of the story. Um, and then Susie and I, we we sort of switched from true crime into this podcast called Spooked. And for everyone listening, if you're interested in ghost stories, you have got to listen to this podcast. The stories are terrifying and really exciting. And remember oh we put gosh. the... Um, we flicked the wrong switch in the trailer and we didn't realise that the speakers were blasting on the outside of the trailer. <laughs> so we so we had this like, oh, like spooky like stories thing just like blasting to everyone else outside of our trailer and we are like, it's really low levels in here. Like we can hardly hear this. So we like kept turning it up and they were all like outside. The discovery like, of Witches Crew. Like, oh, my God, this is so disturbing. Like what is wrong with these people? Um, That's amazing. Oh, oh God. So... Anyway, tell us about Laurel Canyon and the ghost that spooked you. All right. So, yeah, I was, I was living over in L.A. Um, working. Uh, I was talking to you about this before, Sarah, when I was doing like bottle service, um, yes. just being a little bottle service city and uh, <laughs> working retail during the day. But I, the, the house, so I ended up living with this um with this girl that I worked with, but we had opposite shifts. So she would get home at like, you know, I'd kind of finish up maybe around 10 some nights. And then most of the time she would finish up, um, around like three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, and the house itself was this really big old style, um, wooden, like it was, it was beautiful in the daytime. Like it had a jacuzzi outside. It was, it was like, so stunning the day, you know, sometimes you'd see, you know, little animals running around. The, ne- the next neighbour was not very close and it was like really serene and beautiful and calm. Then it would get tonight and I was terrified of this place. Like oh. I would, so I would come home from my shift and, you know, A, it's pitch black. So I'm driving up the driveway. There's like a long windy driveway up to the house and it was in pitch black and they didn't really have like a porch light or anything that would come on. Um, and I would remember like sitting in my car, just like, no, I don't, I don't, I'm too scared to even go to the front door. So I would have to psych myself up every night just to get out of the car and sprint to the front door and try and get my key in the door and everything. So I'm already on edge. And then anyway, just so many times, this is horrific. I literally hate thinking about this. But so many times I would be home, I'd get home by myself and I would pretty quickly take myself up to my room on the top floor. Um, and I don't know if this is a normal thing in a lot of LA places because I didn't have it in some of the other ones, but I don't know if it's like an older home kind of style thing. But in my bedroom and in a few of the rooms, like if on the top floor, there was great, like kind of like a great thing on the floor that you could open up and see down into the room below. I don't know if that's for like airflow oh. or... That might have been for uh, – that wouldn't have been for, like, heat or something? Maybe heat. Uh, I, I don't know. It's like you could kind of, like, flick it either way so it was either closed or you, if you opened yes, it, you could I see down exactly into the – into the floor. Like, I could see into the room below. Yeah. So, anyway, I would be up in my bedroom. The whole house is quiet and still and everything and I, you know, was trying to go to sleep. This, this I'll just say, like, when it happened first and then this is what used to happen all the time. And then, you know, I'm lying in my bed and I heard footsteps downstairs, like a full, just like boom, boom, boom of someone walking around on the wooden floorboards. Nope. Nope. Um, Like full clear steps of someone walking around. And then 
um, you know, I'm like frozen in my bed thinking, oh my God, what's going on? Like someone's in the house. And then the alarm trips start going. So I actually uh, heard it in the background of, was that in your mum's place? before um you know you know the alarms that go like front door open or like window open motion detected like that kind of thing so it would start going off and it would go like front door open and that's like downstairs and then I'd hear someone walking around and I was like oh my gosh I'm like sweating so so terrified I like picked up something I can't remember what it was I got something off of my dresser and I thought I'm like I'm gonna have to go down and and I try and bash someone over the head and run out of here. Um, so I'm going shaking down the stairs. Like I build up the courage to unlock my bedroom door. I'm like holding this thing off the dresser, walking down the stairs and like sort of do the karate kicks around all the corners, flick all the <laughs> lights on and no one's there. And the front door is not open. It, it wasn't open. And then I hear from, so I'm downstairs and I hear from upstairs, bathroom window open and that oh my god oh my gosh I'm in this like horror film of these things tripping out and then I would hear footsteps walking upstairs I'm gonna start crying hold on I'm so scared (laughs) (laughs) wait hold on I can't okay hold on hold on I'm sitting in an airstream outside it's dark should I lock it okay wait you have an alarm that actually Wait, do you have an alarm that actually says these things or are these things just being said? There's no, no, the alarm actually... says that. The alarm will tell you when. So oh if you God. open a bathroom window, it'll say bathroom window open. Or like if you open the front door, it says front door open. But every time I would go, so then I'm like petrified downstairs. I run upstairs. <laughs> go oh my God, she's literally locking Ooh, herself <laughs> in the trailer right now. <laughs> oh, my God. This is what happens to us, guys. It's not um, feeling, but it's exciting. I like it. Keep going. Keep going. Um, so anyway, so then I, you know, I go get the balls to go back upstairs. I go back upstairs. Bathroom window was not open. And it just kept happening. It started doing that again. <clears throat> I'm hearing someone walking downstairs again. I ran into my bedroom, slammed the door, locked the door, and then this is like straight out of an American horror or something. So then I, I hear someone in the room below me. So I have to lie on the floor and like open the great thing up. No, and I'm no. just trying to look downstairs to see who's down there. Cause I can full blown hear someone like walking and shuffling like things around downstairs. This continued and would continue until my housemate would get home. And then for some reason, when my housemate would return home, none of this ever happened to her, by the way. No. No, I, I brought it up there. But as soon as she would get home, the whole energy in the house would completely shift and I would feel like the safest person in the most lovely, peaceful home again. It oh was my God. really so it was feeding on your fear. Yeah. It's like, it's like I attracted something that, that, and I'm not kidding, you know, like, you know, like Tahina and Amy and everyone would be like, I would be like crying on the phone to people just being like, please, like, I don't know. They're like, Susie, you need to move out of there. And I would be calling Nick back in Australia, who's got absolutely nothing he can do to help me. And I'm, but it got to the point where I was like, had a baseball bat I was sleeping with so I would have a baseball bat next to me in my bed because it happened so often that I like a hundred times a night would have to go down and check to see if I was did you ever 
try to become friends with the ghost. I feel like that would be a tactic. Like, hey, what's up? Like, you're welcome here. I'm welcome here. Let's be friends. Like, cool. Like, what do you like doing? Tell me about your, that would be me. I would be like, let's just like totally live together in this space. (laughs) I I tried to do a bit of a harmony thing, but you know, when you just, uh, there's just some energies that you get that are so horrible that I don't think that that was like my body was so ridden with panic that it was there was no chance because I've I've had friendly ghost encounters before and it and it doesn't scare me I'm not terrified of like other things that have happened in general happening but this was just such a nasty nasty feeling and presence that I I was petrified like beyond petrified I've never felt that again in my life I'm so scared. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> All right. As you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. 
A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OSEAMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. How quickly, when did you move out? Were you like, yeah. I would have been on realestate.com.au, but the American version immediately trying to West find side rentals. West side rentals. Um, the, the really annoying thing was, well, not annoying, but the bad thing was that I had such cheap rent for like oh, a really I sweet. I wonder why. Oh no, just the ghost is in there. But um, ghost. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, you've got a third roommate." Forgot to tell you, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly." Oh, oh my, my gosh! gosh. And, and I probably was like twelve dollars a day, probably. And I probably took the damn thing's room. It was probably like, "Bitch stole my bed," so it was probably angry <laughs> at me. Oh, all right. That, that is, is mortifying. So scary. That so you're saying that that happened more than once? Like it happened oh, a lot? Oh, pretty much every night. I it, I think it oh took no. me. Seriously, I didn't sleep. I did not sleep, and I started taking on night shifts. So I started doing bottle service till about three in the morning just to get home I, at the same time as her. Oh, and then wow. I would wake up at nine a.m. and go to my retail job just to oh, like. My, no, my gosh. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no thanks. Um, tell <laughs> me about the clinging ghost. You oh know, God! I hate that one. Tell me about this one. That's okay. the thing I have in my head. Well, I don't but- want to make my my parents' house sound like really disturbing because I'll tell you really quickly first the nice story there. before I because they still live there. But the but all during my childhood, um, I had things happen at my my parents' house that I grew up in. Um, really quickly, the really nice one was that there was um, an old lady that used to live in our house called Mrs. Hubbard. And my mum used to tell me that my heater turning on by itself was was Mrs. Hubbard that used to live in our house. Um, but she did tell me that one time my heater was not plugged into the wall. Um, and it, it, it was uh, <laughs> it was one of those click-on um, heaters, you know, those old little fan heaters that you have to like uh, physically turn the dial. And uh, so that was bad enough that that was clicking on, but we thought, you know, that could maybe be a default. Originally we were like, oh, it could just be a faulty heater or something but then mum was like no one time it wasn't actually physically plugged into the wall and it was going and I just used to tell you that to make you feel better <laughs> no no thank you but Miss Hubbard was looking after you because it was probably wintry cold Adelaide yeah. morning she was like I'll just chuck the little heater on for her bless know, her I, bless her little heart she probably pulled my blanket up and I was probably like oh thanks Miss Hubbard I can't that's uh, wow but, um, but yeah, so the, the bad side of things was that, um, and I hate this story, so I hate even saying this story, but I just remember it so vividly and I, and my, my mom and my sister remember how panicked and scared I was. So they, they were terrified as well because they, I was wide awake. It's not like I was asleep and just thought I, you know, had a dream or something, but basically like the, the back lounge room of my parents is, is all windows and I used to always have to have the curtain shut at nighttime because the reflection, if you look into the reflection, you can see back into the kitchen. 
And I used to always see like a figure walking back and forth behind me, like if I looked into the reflection. So I don't know, sometimes your mind can just play tricks on you, but I used to think I used to see like someone pacing. Yeah. Um, so one one night I was sitting down on the lounge and the curtains were still open and I, I sort of thought I saw something. So I was like, oh, my gosh, and I shut the curtains and I was like scared. And then I, I walked off into, so I walked into the kitchen, which has another room joining it, which is the dining room. Um, and I turned around the corner and there was a, oh my gosh, I feel like such a freak even so there was a woman on fire. Oh my God. Clinging to the air conditioner. And she turned around like burning and she turned around and sort of like just went and like did this like scream at me and I (sighs) ran and I was bawling my eyes out and I was like I ran screaming to my mom and my sister and I and I was like I just I told them what I saw we were all terrified because like my mom's had experiences of her own my sister's like you know had some things happen to her as well so they full-on believed me like they were like you were too shook up to 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 be faking it so I don't know I don't know when that happened I mean I wasn't that yeah I mean this was probably uh I mean I was either like year seven or like early high school so I was probably I might have been just in high school so it's not like I was like think to look into like the history of the house do you know if there was ever a fire there or burn there yeah I don't know no I don't think that well I'm not sure how far back but I don't think that there was ever a house fire there was there was the old couple that that died in the house before we moved in but they were the nice feeling ones so I don't I don't know and I still don't know to this day what I saw but it was so vivid that it has stuck fresh in my mind like I can still see the exact and in mine and in um and I feel like a freak saying it I feel like an absolute freak saying it because it's like it's so horrible I'm like did my mind create that and that was just so vivid because I was so um, alert and aware of everything in a state or did I it's all these like unknown things where we won't are we ever going to have answers to this are we ever going to know like what is it that we're seeing what are we experiencing when it's something otherworldly and we don't have the language to be able to describe exactly how this unfolded and what this thing is that's when it's like for me, like sort of exciting, but also terrifying because it's just like fear of the unknown. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. And I had a friend uh, who once, she had a lot, oh my gosh, she went to, um, we were going to try to like rent this apartment in Santa Monica and one of our best friends was living on the top floor and then she um, she and I were both trying to decide like, okay, are we, am I going to rent this place? Or are you going to rent this place? It was like the bottom level of this apartment and she ended up renting it. And then I ended up like, you know, renting with my boyfriend somewhere else. And then she started experiencing all these crazy things in this house. And I was like, and I was wondering like, you know, because she talked about how she had read this book and she like, decided to be very open to these things and she sort of like allowed herself to be open to it and I have always been very closed off to it because I'm like no 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 no, no, no. I don't want nope 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 I'm good (laughs) please 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 don't don't enter here um 
So part of me wonders if there's like, you know, something with past lives, like were we someone who was open to it? Were we not someone who was open to it? Like, are you open now? Do, do you invite it? Like what, you know what I mean? Like, where is mm -hmm. that when that veil is sort of blurry? Like, are we seeing something from another time or is it something that's sort of like still lingering here? Um, so yeah. I love coming like, out with theories as well. Yes, exactly. This is what the I theories. think it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can only theorize, can't we? Because we, like, at what point will we ever have evidence in front of us to say, oh, just so you know, this is what it is. This is what it exactly. is that you guys are seeing and experiencing yeah. and feeling. Um, but isn't it, um, isn't it so wild when you talk to people like your mom or like, you know, my mom's mentioned things now. I was, I, I said to Tez before she asked me to come on and tell my story, I, I was talking to my friend's mom about this stuff and my friend's mom was like, oh, yeah, my my bed, um, my you know, my iron bed was rocked one, one night, completely rocked. Like she was lying still on her bed and said her whole iron bed was being rocked back and forth and she thought it was her mom that had just passed away <gasps> to say because wow. she, she was pregnant and she thought it was her mom who was a midwife saying like, rocking her telling rocking her it was baby. going to be yeah it was but I was like oh my god and that's you know my friend's mom it's so fascinating how if you start talking to hearing yes and I I feel like you'd see like the little window where they're like Sh should I mention this thing that happened to me because I feel ashamed that it happened to me and I don't really want to tell everyone because they're just gonna think I'm crazy or they're gonna think I'm insane and we're here to say we believe you guys. We believe you. <laughs> I'm like, I think anything is possible, anything at all. I'm like, yeah. that happened to you? That was your experience? Wow, tell me more. Like I'm so intrigued about it. Um, I've never been one of those like dogmatic people who this is what I believe and this is what I don't believe. It's I'm just like, cool, all things might be possible and I'm open to it. I don't necessarily want to experience it for myself, although I have. And um, I want it's a good segue into um, my property in Australia, which, Sarah, I'm always saying how much I want you and Eric to come with the kids down and stay with us in Adelaide. We have this big, beautiful 10 acres of land. Susie lives five minutes around the corner. These guys look after the property for us when we're not in town. And um, there's a certain history there. It used to be a Christian camp. Um, and kids would Whoa. come and like stay in the dormitories. And so I don't know exactly what happened at the camp or. Oh, jeez. I do know that it's, it was for many, many, many years, it was just this, this camp with these kids coming in and out. And the, so that, that brings with it a certain kind of energy anyway. And then when we took on the property in like 1990, um, there, without getting into too many specifics for, um, you know, family privacy reasons, there have been a few very close people in my life who passed away, who lived on that property, um, young people. And I feel, and I know one of them, uh, the ashes are on our land and I feel a sense of him being around and I know he used to stay up in the dormitory area and um one, one of them in particular and I know that he has been seen on our property walking by by a couple of other people they thought that they saw this person and 
I have a feeling that it's it's not a bad energy. That's the great thing is it's not a bad energy. It's not dark. There's just like a presence that I sense. And at times I feel like, oh, it's because I'm surrounded by nature and I'm feeling the energy of the trees and the wind and it feels otherworldly out there because it's just so beautiful. But I think there's something else there. And there certainly is at the very bottom of my property in the derelict, you know, this house so well, Susie, there's this derelict old home on my property that there's a major story surrounding that, which was like in the 80s, um, my neighbors were still my neighbors. They lived there back in the 80s. They were a young couple and they were raising their children. There was this man renting this house. This is before my dad owned the property. So it was prior to my dad buying it. And he experienced like poltergeist activity in this little oh, home. So similar to what, <laughs> similar to what you said, Susie, um, he would go to bed at nighttime and then the radio would be like, come on, but it wasn't plugged in. Um, at one point he was running down the hallway and drawers were opening and um, knives and forks were clanging. Uh, the heater turned on, the TV turned on, wasn't plugged in. Lots That that was the the last night he spent in this little cottage was all of that started happening at once. Prior to that, it would be these singular events like, you know, the um, lounge chair would like pop open, like spring open, you know, the ones which would go back and the like footrest would fly out, like that would just do that on its own. Um, or the fridge door would be left open or the microwave would be like, bing. You know, certain things were happening that were really making this guy who was staying there feel uncomfortable. So when we bought the home or when my dad bought the home, we met our neighbours and our neighbours told my dad this story. They were like, hey, just so you know, the little cottage on your property, this thing happened and he ran to us in the middle of the night one night saying it's haunted and he saw this old woman rocking in olden day clothes in a rocking chair on the front porch and he panicked, ran to the next door neighbours and never went back to the house again, never went there. So then my dad took on the property and it just sat empty, this home. However, my sisters lived in these little dormitories near the house. They didn't live in the house, but they lived near it. And my sister Vicky still sa says, oh, yeah, the potbelly stove ghost. So they used to call her, the, the old woman, they would see her too, and she would hang around this old potbelly stove that was still there. But it's funny, we had some a renter come in and, and stay in that home for 20 years after that and she never told us anything. Maybe she was just keeping it closer to her chest. She was a very spiritual, earthy, amazing woman and maybe it didn't bother her and maybe it wasn't a big deal that there was some sort of energy there. But that's the ghost house. We call it the ghost house. It's on our property. The kids walk down to the ghost house. I'll add some pictures um, to our post because you guys have to see what it looks like now. It's all falling apart, isn't it, Susie? It's like thanks. now it's just where you go graffiti tagging. Yeah, we tag it. It's like, <laughs> the roof is like asbestos. It's like re it needs to go. Um, but it's such an interesting location that, of course, my husband's like, I want to shoot something there. I need to shoot something there. <laughs> um, <but laughs> so that has been creepy. And I always wonder, our house is quite 
a walk away from the ghost house that I'm like, has the energy shifted up there? Like what's happening? But tell me about your experience staying at my house because I know Nick had an experience where he had dragged out my a mattress into the main living area. It's this huge glass area. I was like, why didn't he sleep in my bedroom? He could have just slept in the bed, but he was such like, a weird. It just gets weird about sleeping in other people's beds. So, like, thought it would be better to have the mattress in the full glass. I just like glass, I, glass, black. and no, and black, and no curtains to shut over it. Terrifies me anyway. Like my imagination just runs wild. And he would just live there on his own because Susie was with me. So he would just live live on his own with his dog in this big house with the glass, looking out to like the expanse of just the bush, Australian bush, um, but Which he, he saw loves. something. He, he, he loves. Loves. Yeah. But, and he would never be afraid normally. Like this, this coming out of his mouth was like, oh, my gosh, for me because he's not like this at all. Like he's very like black and white and I'm a bloke and it's all fine and bloke yeah. and bloke stuff. <laughs> and he, yeah, he, he told me he was like pretty terrified one night um, he was out there and he and he thought he saw someone walking um, out in the backyard like he saw someone walk past the window and it was so real that um, he, he literally saw like a, a figure like it, it wasn't just like a oh I think I saw a shadow or something like he saw a full-blown person walk past so he, he actually thought I think he thought it was your uncle Tez oh my god my uncle like he yes. thought your your uncle had come for some reason sort of broken was into that <laughs> like scaled the fence and <laughs> like in the middle That's of the so night funny. that's the only thing he could could come up with because he thought he saw something so much so that he thought it was an actual person he's like well maybe it's Tez's uncle for some just walking around oh my gosh that's so scary I need a minute to breathe anyway all of it it's killing me I'm not gonna sleep tonight Oh, no, now I can't hear Susie for fuck's sake. I can hear you, either. Sarah. You can't hear Susie either. I can't either. What <laughs> oh the God, fuck, what Tess? Is <laughs> what is happening? You know what my mom said? What? My mom said what something is trying to stop one of us from telling one of our stories. Oh, my God. And I was like, you're so right. Don't t- say that because it creeps me out. And then I this just heard like two booms outside. No. Two booms. This, I heard two okay, booms outside. Is, no, you didn't hear two booms. I swear I did. Oh, my two, God. It sounded like slamming door. I'm in the dark outside by myself. Like knock. Oh, I can hear yes. Susie. Oh, my gosh. Guys, this is amazing. Can I just tell you? Your mom is completely right, Sarah. All right, guys, listen. This is happening in real time. We are being haunted by something right now because right now um, because we weren't able to hear each other. Sarah's mum couldn't come on to record her bit, but you will hear from her in another episode. Or maybe something, later in this episode. We'll see. Or we'll, maybe later. <laughs> or we'll see. But something doesn't want us telling this story. This is really scary. Anyway, okay. So 
I I literally was like, what's going on? Like I knew Susie had this piece of information about a haunting at my house. I knew it. I could tell because I just know her so well. And I was like, what did Nick say? What do you mean? And she was like, well, you know, she told me the story. And I remember a part of the story because I remember exactly where he said this figure was standing. I've got this atrium, kind of like this glass atrium at the back looking out to the pool area. And he was like right on the corner and turned and looked towards Nick. And Nick was just looking at it and this figure was looking at Nick. And I described the family member, the like physique of the family member that passed away whose ashes were are on our land. And Nick was like, that sounds exactly right. That sounds exactly the stature, the whole thing. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so creepy. But then... We had this cleaner who was coming the best, most amazing cleaner in all the land. So great. And then suddenly um, she wasn't working for us anymore. Uh, I was like, uh, no, oh. stop it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's so weird. That's so-. And this was a few weeks after I had had someone who was coming to house sit, very spiritual, earthy woman. And she spent three days there at the house. And then suddenly I got a call from her saying, um, actually there's something wrong with my mom and I can't, I'm just not going to be out of house sit anymore. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Wow. Really? She's like, yeah, I've got to move out. And I was like, oh crap. I got to try and find someone to house sit. And that's luckily when I could get Nick to come in. Um, and I never knew why she left, but then I started piecing together the pieces because Susie told me that the cleaning lady said that she would put all the toys away At the end of the night, it was getting dark. She was turning off the lights. Like all the toys had been put away. And then she'd walk out into the kitchen. She'd hear something, turn around, come back into the lounge area. And my daughter's pram was like pushed into the middle of the lounge area, was just in the sitting in the middle of the lounge area. No, thank you. I'm just (laughs) going to put a a hard, hard no thank you right here and tell you that anything kid-related that's moved around just gives me the freakity frackety creeps. I can't. I, I can't do it. Sarah's like, you know what? I won't be coming to that house in Australia uh, anymore. Yeah. So no, the kids' toys are moving around and I'm not having it. I can't. So I'm getting this information and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to get to the bottom of why this first house sitter left my house. And I found out through a mutual friend that she had like ghostly activity and she (gasps) was creeped out. She was there on her own and she was like, I'm out of here. So she left. So I'm then equipped with all this info. I go, I have Prairie and Prairie Mark was leaving like four days later after Prairie's birth because he was going to go shoot this movie with Jessica Alba. It was all exciting. And I was like, see ya. I'll just be in postpartum land with my little newborn. Um, And I would put the kids to sleep and I had my mum sleeping inside the house because I was really nervous about hearing these stories. And so I had my mum sleep in the kids' room with the kids because she would sleep up in the dormitories, by the way, by herself. Don't know how she's been doing that for so many years and <laughs> I would go in I'd lock my door and I'd go and like listen to my podcast I would listen to Stephanie Keith the manifesting podcast who's yes. one of the guests on our show in a future episode and she would calm me down because I would start getting the feeling at nighttime like you were describing the Laurel Canyon house where I was like 
I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling afraid. I can, I'm sensing it. It's so creepy. And I had this newborn baby that I had to protect. So I would lock my door. I'd keep my salt lamp on and I'd fall asleep to this like manifesting spirituality podcast. And one night I am lying in bed and I'm woken up by this. No, 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 no. On the door. And I was like, (gasps) I woke up and I was like, am I dreaming? What just happened? Oh my God, one of the kids, one of the kids must be at the door. And Poa often leaves her bedroom to walk by herself, by the way, through the dark kitchen and like open the door to come into bed. So I open the door, but as I'm opening the door, I'm remembering like, but that's not what a little kid's knock sounds like. So I open it really slowly and there is nothing there except the trike you were talking about, Susie. Oh, my God. (laughs) The yellow, you know, the plastic yellow crappy red trike was sitting in the hallway right there. (sighs) Here's the thing. I have no idea if I put it back. I don't know if it was there before. In my head I was like, it was there before. It was there before. It's not a big deal. There's also no one around. I'm looking in the kitchen. I'm looking down into the dark abyss of this big glass room. And I was like, cool, I'm going back in my room and I am screaming and crying and calling my husband and he needs to quit the Jessica Alba movie. He needs to fly back to Australia and be with me because I will never sleep again. And I had horrible sleep for the next probably two weeks after that happened because I just kept expecting it to happen again. Um, But it didn't. And I kept asking. I just kept putting it out to the universe like, please, I don't want this. I don't want any of this. I didn't ask for this. I just, I can't. I'm dealing with a newborn baby. I'm on my own. I'm parent solo parenting four children. Like, please don't do this to me right now. And I swear, whatever it was, quietened and sort of listened to me and I haven't experienced it since and Susie stayed there after the fact and I was waiting to hear all the ghost stories and nothing you've ruined me for a (laughs) while I'm just gonna say Sarah what about you tell us your your experience I know you said you have one I um (laughs) (laughs) she's sweating she's afraid I'm sweating so bad you guys I just really can't I'm like I'm just uh, there's a million things running through my head right now that's freaking (laughs) me out um so I many times in my life I've had those times when I'm like starting to fall asleep and then um something says my name oh god and then it pulls me out yeah and it's always really freaked me out and I have weird when I was a kid I used to have such a fear in our house, like I had such a fear of being, um, of nighttime and like going to bed and I'd always pull my covers way over my head until I was like sweating underneath my covers because I was so scared. But I had these like reoccurring nightmares. Um, this one re actually one very specific reoccurring nightmare. Um, and I would love it if anybody is out there and they want to try to like dissect a dream. Um, I had this dream so much as a child and I haven't had it as an adult, but, um, I dreamt that my brother, was taken away from our family. And um, and the dream always played out like this. I'm riding in a van down a street 
and um, we're getting to this like big place, this big open field, and I have to go rescue my brother. And there's like a helicopter that goes by, and I know that my brother has been taken and kidnapped into this like cult. Um, and so, and I'm a kid, okay, so I'm having this dream about a cult. Um, and so I uh, I get out and I infiltrate this cult. And um, I'm sort of like making myself like I'm a part of it. And it kind of now sort of skips forward to where it's nighttime and I'm, that's how dreams are, right? And, and I'm sitting around a bonfire and there's a guy who's like the leader, the cult leader. And I've, I've seen my brother now. He's okay. He's really young. He's four years younger than me. And he's okay. So I see that he's alive. And I'm like, I've got to figure out how to get him out of here. But I still have to make sure that everybody knows that like I'm part of this cult, right? So I'm sitting around the bonfire. The guy's talking. And he um, is telling the story. And I don't really remember what it was about. And then he turns towards me. And he was like, he says something like, oh, look at your hand. And I look at my hand. And there's like a shadow from the fire. And I see the shadow first and there's something going through my hand. And then I look at my hand and there's like this creature coming through <gasps> my hand. And um, and I pull it up and I look at it and I start screaming and I wake up every time in bed yelling like this oh with my hand my. like this in front of my face. And my hand's in front of my face every single time. We need someone to decipher this. Someone tell us what that means. Um, so that's one story that just really freaked me out a lot. Um, I was definitely – it was a recurring dream. I had it so many what times was the messaging? as a kid. What was I don't that? know. I have no idea. I don't know if I had like a fear of, <laughs> of joining a cult or a fear <laughs> of my brother being stolen. <laughs> um, wow. But there was the, just something that just played out It sounds constantly. like the TV show I'm shooting right now. <laughs> I know, right? It always freaked me out. Um, but my Esme story is so crazy because, um, when Esme was like two and a half years old, she's always been able to talk really well. And she like talks in full sentences by this time. And, uh, she, um, has always said very profound things for such a little one. And, um, she's also kind of funny. She's very funny. Very funny. And, uh, would tell me stories about how, um, she has like another family and her brothers, both names are Lizard and they live in Portland <laughs> and like all this stuff, right? So um, but there's this one time when she's about to get into the shower and um, and I'm standing in the bathroom and she's getting into the shower and she turns around and she looks at me and she goes, gosh, you were the cutest baby. And I go, what? And she goes, you were just, I would hold you and I would look at you. Oh, you were so cute and you're so sweet. And I was like, Esme, what are you saying? And she goes, she goes, well, I used to be your mom. What? And I was like, you did? What do you mean? And she was like, I was your mom. And then, uh, and then she starts getting the show. And I was like, wait, what do you mean that you were my mom? And she turns around and she goes, what? <gasps> and I go, you you just you just told me that you you used to be my okay I'm getting like goosebumps <laughs> you just told me you just told me that you used to be my mom and she goes no no I didn't what what are you talking about oh my god and then Sarah. she just starts taking a shower and I'm like oh I my then god. I tell Eric's mom Eric's mom's so freaked out I tell Eric I'm like telling everybody like what happened you know and then I I related again to Esme and Esme was like. I no, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. And she has like 
elaborate stories about her her other mother and her other dad and her brothers and like all this stuff that that she kind of has played out. But this was wow. a moment that was very specific where she looked right at me and told me like how she used to look at me and hold me. And <gasps> I was like, so in another life, our souls oh were together, but she was my mom and I oh was her baby. Oh my goodness. Do you know what? I love that so much. We talk about in that, we talk about that with the kids a lot. Like Bodhi always says, mom in a different life. Like we were different souls, but we were like brother and sister. And and I have read a lot of stuff about kids recalling past lives, but they often say that when you find the souls in your life that you really connect with, it's because it's not the first time you've been together. But yes. oftentimes it's been in a different dynamic. So you saying that makes it me totally believe that there is something to that, that maybe she really was your mother in a past life and you're just destined to always find each other in some capacity. Yeah, well, it definitely freaked me out. That's like the that's romanticized the, the, idea no, of it, it but I love I was it. Like, I, I would much rather imagine it that it was that and not some like poltergeist that had infiltrated her body I for a moment. Into, like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was oh, like, uh, that part I do not want. I do not want to tap into. I was like, get out. Okay, I'm walking away. I'll get your towel. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> what a wild. So story. Crazy. I mean, guys, that is unbelievable. Uh, I don't know if I could handle one more spooky aspect. I cannot wait for my mom to come on and tell her stories because they're just creepy. And it's also just really fun to have mom on to chat with us. So um, we'll. And I have another one that we can do for the second half of this episode, yes. whether this is part one and that's part two. Um, because I have another story, a personal story that happened to me and Bodhi and stuff, and we'll do oh, that with your mom. Perfect. Okay. Well, Susie, thank you so much for joining us um, for this spooky episode, the first spook- first of our spooky series. Um, the whole month of October, we're going to make it kind of creepy and tell all these wonderful tales and we cannot wait to read the listener tales that we have um, yes. from all of you so uh, stay tuned for that episode coming up to this month um, thank you guys thank you Susie for joining us Susie you've been listening to the Mother Days and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts um, you can always email us at themotherdays at gmail.com. Um, what else, Tess? Please review and rate. It really, really, really helps our podcast get out there and then we can continue doing this and we just spread the Mother Days love. That would be so helpful to us. We appreciate all the amazing feedback and uh, see you next week. See you next week for more spooky days. You, you. <laughs> Bye. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.